Hugh Hefner, a true American icon, created an empire that was unrivaled. Although some of us bunnies may have gone rogue, it's because of the love and respect that we received from the man behind it all. Because after all, we did learn from the best. Relive the stories from the most prominent celebrity home in history. What happens in the grotto stays in the grotto. From those of us that lived it. The employees that worked it. And the guests who loved it. And the the mayhem continues. I can't think of a better way to start a brand new year than one of my ultimate friends from the mansion. Actually, my little sweet crush from back in high school. I'm telling you, we have with us on Rogue Bunny's Mayhem, Julie McCullough. I was going to say, you had Ava here? What? (laughs) (laughs) We did. We actually did have Ava. (laughs) I was like, wait, you're your crush from your high school? Well, no, because I always mentioned that, McCullough, and I told you that up at the mansion. I I was just like, oh my gosh. It's like, we talked to all of our guests about who did you meet or who did you see? And, you know, I'm a February you know, guys. So it's like, I'm an, I'm an Aquarius, February 9th is my birthday. And you were Miss February, 1986. So my senior year, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was a big fan of the show. And I'd see you all the time on Growing Pains. And I'm like, oh my God, this Julie McCullough girl. I mean, wow. And then all of a sudden, boom, there you are in the pantry. And I'm like, oh my God. I was it's always you. Yeah. It's you. I know. I know. <laughs> Grabbing coffee. <laughs> but see, this is what I love about this show and that we're able to express how we literally became one big family. And you and I, Joy, I'm, I'm just so thankful to you because we just got to shoot the shit and become great friends. And heck, you were living next door. I mean, that was cool. I was. Now it's like I'm on the other end of the coast and now I call this my my funny bunny hutch. Oh, perfect. It's my hillbilly funny bunny hutch. <laughs> and for those are people who are here hearing funny bunny, funny bunny's really your tag name for uh for your comedy because you do a uh, live comedy. For my stand up comedy. Yeah. But I I bought a house, it's hundred and nineteen years old, and it's in southern West Virginia, and that's where I live now. That is so cool. How long have you been there? A couple years, and I love it. That's awesome. How long did you live? It's not at the mansion. You lived right next door to the mansion in Kimberly's Hef's ex-wife, Kimberly Hefner. Well, they weren't divorced until way later, yeah. but you, when they weren't together anymore. But she was living next door with the boys separated. and separated. Yeah, and then you were you lived there, so you were basically just at, you were basically living at the mansion because there was the gate you'd come through from her property to Hef's property mm-hmm. and you were basically at the mansion all the time came over to eat hang out whatever I was living next door for over a decade I, I was oh. there every single day I literally was the real girl next door oh yeah it's <laughs> amazing well like we were talking earlier it was like you literally were in the butler's pantry every morning I was I knew all the butlers. I knew all the kitchen staff. I was a vegetarian, so the kitchen staff was so amazing about always making sure that I was eating because I was so skinny. I was so skinny, and they were always trying to feed me. They always trying to feed me and fatten me up. And those guys, they were great, and the girls, and it's just what a blessing, really. So I was there every day with the staff, hanging out late at night. I would hang out over there. I would sit. I did a lot of writing when I was there. I would be in the backyard. I got to play with all the animals. I became really good friends with one of the flamingos. 
because I was out oh, there wait, writing you became, every day. You became really good friends with the prehensile tail monkey Coco? Well, there was Terry first. Terry was yes, a leader. Yes, Terry, yes. That's right, Terry. And so was Jill. Jill was Jill Tereshita. She was really close to Terry as well. And then Terry passed away, and we, we had Coco and Pepe come onto the property, and then Pepe, and then it was just Coco, and she was a spider monkey, and she and I bonded too. No, she was a woolly monkey. Wasn't she a woolly? No, Terry was a woolly monkey. She was, oh, a, Terry little, was a woolly monkey. Yeah, the, you know, those were the spider monkeys. Yeah, and then Coco and Pepe came, and they were spider monkeys. And so I became really close with Coco. I was really upset having to leave her, even on the day of FF's funeral i went over to visit her and as soon as she hears my voice she she came running down the cage she was sitting, and she was just chatterboxing away with me i had so much to tell me and was cooing and ooing and i was rubbing up hips. i felt so bad i just cried i cried and i was leaving her knowing i would never get to see her again because um the guy had bought the property and i just knew i would never get to see her again i cried but she she and i were really is she still on the property? Coco? She, I can oh. give you this good news, Julie. This is sister. My sister uh, runs the animal department over there. She's the only living, existing old mansion uh, employee that's yeah. still at the mansion. And the animals are great. You need to get Julie a photo. Of, well, I, I, a little video. Oh, yeah, we got to do something for you. I would love that. I would love that. I would love to FaceTime with her. Aww. Because Coco knows me so well. Soon as she hears my voice. She starts chatterboxing away and talking. And it's like that must be something for the animals on the property to have all of that construction going on around them. Oh, I wonder. It, it's yeah. a trip. I don't like looking at the pictures. I mean, they don't have like the run of the grounds like they used to. Right. I bonded with two of the flamingos, but one in particular, I called. Uh, I called him or her the nudge, and then I called the other one Pinky. But the nudge would come up, and nudge me every day, just nudging me. And then John, who you know used to run all the animals, oh yeah, he came running out one day and he's like, "Stay right there, stay right there," and he runs and he comes back running, and I'm sitting in the middle of the lawn with that flamingo with her wings all stretched out, and I'm <laughs> she's on my lap with her wings out, and she I'm just tootling her, and she's just chatterboxing away, and then John comes and takes a bunch of pictures, and he goes, "When did this happen? How did this happen?" No one's ever bonded with a flamingo <laughs> here, ever. When did this happen? I was like, flamingo whisperer. <laughs> the flamingo whisperer. I love that, Jen. They were pretty tame, though, because I had even pet a lot of the flamingos. Like, I could get close enough to where I could pet them or whatever. Not like what you're doing, but I was surprised that I was able to pet them. They didn't run away, and they were they would a couple of them would just kind of hang while the other ones yeah. kind of went off. But it, it had to be, I mean, not Coco, uh, Pinky and the nudge. The nudge okay. would nudge me all the time. She wanted attention or he wanted, I don't know, it's she or he. But, oh, man, I miss those birds. I miss that property. That's the stuff I, I miss so much is yeah. just walk around that glorious property. And we had all those redwood trees. Largest uh, redwood, redwood forest. in Southern California was on that property. The largest you know, redwood trees in Southern California. And I heard that they're gone. I heard he chopped them all down. No, what? no, no, no. The redwoods are still there. I can let you know the redwoods are there. It's just a lot of the grounds where they were building new facilities under underground, like, you know, bowling alleys. They did a bowling alley in the backyard. Like a, I think they're doing a club. They're doing a, a movie room. 
that like so the main lawns so like the backyard and the front yard have been all dug up a lot of the plants that went away were like the stuff that was by the game house like you can literally see the game house from the front door oh but you know what we got to take a break julie because i want to delve more into that because we're talking about wow the nostalgia of what the mansion was like and then compared to what it is now uh, you are listening to rogue bunnies mayhem Hey listeners, Victoria Fuller here, entrepreneur, artist, and of course forever, Miss January 1996. My bunny sisters and I have joined forces, or should I say, have gone rogue, to revamp the heydays while exploring the future. Yes, I'm talking about the metaverse. So come join me and our sorority of the sexiest ladies on the planet to join the party. Find us at roguebunnies.com. That's R-O-G-U-E. B-U-N-N-I-E-S. Let's explore the future together. Welcome to the metaverse. So I was saying right before break is that what's a trip is that before, if you were to walk out the front door and you look towards the game house, you couldn't see anything. No. That's, I think, what you're referring to, Julie, is all that's, a lot of that's all been removed. You know where they have the pet that's cemetery? That's the pet cemetery is, oh, right? they yeah. took it all out? Well, the pet cemetery, I don't know if it's been taken out, and I need to re-ask my sister on that, but you can see to the game house, and I think that takes away a lot of the mystery the way it was, the way the grounds was. Yeah. It was so cool. It was so magical, like, like secret gardens. Yes. Like Alice in Wonderland. And there was all these little secret passageways. I knew all the secret passageways. In fact, I was at a party one time and George Clooney was there and George just looked at me and he's like, I know you know a way to get around here secretly. And he's like, take me. And I was like, come on. And he grabbed my hand. I was like, this way. And we went walking through the woods and I was trying to back alley him out from the main party to go out to the game house. And I got him out there and he was like, that was so cool. And I was like, I know. These <laughs> are passageways right. that nobody hardly knew. And so I could navigate my way around that property practically without even being seen almost, you know? So it was like fun taking party guests. And I just remember that particular incident because it was George and George was such a nice guy. And so I got him out to the game house secretly. That is so cool. You, you, you were saying just before, and it is true that, you know, the boss had the largest private collection of redwood trees in the whole Ellen. Yeah, in Southern California. Pretty mind-blowing. But what one of my favorite spots is, do you guys remember the bench? There was a little bench just off from the monkey cages. That was the perfect place to just escape when, like, you know, you, you get stressed out. Remember, the place was a job for me. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, I just got to get away. And I'd go to that bench and chill. Where would you love to hide out? Well, I hung out all the time in the game house because I'm such a gamer junkie. I still am. I, I love playing games. Oh, my goodness, I play games. I would be all, up all night long out in that game house. Even at the parties, that's usually where I could be found because oh, yeah. I'd be playing Centipede or you know, Centipede was my favorite. That was kind of my, my hangout. And then, till, then too many people would start coming out there and then I'd ditch out and you know, go back, find some other place to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see in the back right behind us. Do you recognize that jukebox? No. Yeah. You bought the jukebox? No, my boss did. Uh, he got a call from a friend who purchased it from the auction and then said, Hey, would you like to get it? So I get to actually see the boss's jukebox every morning. So it's kind of cool, right? 
Look at you! Look at you! You're in awe. <laughs> Julie's. I think speechless. I got you speechless. <laughs> but you, but Brian, you own his couch. Oh, oh yeah! I don't know if you know that, Julie. Remember the uh, couch Tiger behind shirt. the uh, the the movie screen? Yeah. Do you still have it? I still have that. We've actually taken it with us to events, and we've actually done the podcast from it's the been, couch. It was going to be a big part of our podcast, but the thing is, it is an antique, and we just were thinking the more people that plop down on it, the more it's going to break. Did you Did you ever hang out on that couch? Of course. I used to hide behind there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was TT. There's always that story. Someone always has a story of hiding behind the movie screen on the freaking Tiger couch. When that screen was down at the big parties, because a lot of times they'll just run movies or ro- run old vintage ass parties on it. That was a great place to hide. That was a great place. No one would go back there. Only us, only we knew about that. Well, I don't know if you know this, Julie, but uh, but Victoria revealed to us that she uh, actually had a little fun on that couch. Oh, you did? I did. And you know what's funny <laughs> is that... I love that. That was so sweet. You're like, <laughs> I did. Through <laughs> your DNA because it was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably I probably added to the DNA that was on there. But the funny thing is, is there was a couple times that I remember at parties going, oh, hey, I know I know a spot. And we go and you'd see feet. You'd go and you'd see feet. And you'd be like, okay, it's, it's we can't go in there right now. <laughs> there are people. It's like the thing on the doorknob. Like yeah. you saw feet below. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's taken. <laughs> be like, oh, sorry. Uh, I'd be like, I, I didn't know anybody else went back there. But yeah, it's so funny. I actually found the material that was used for that couch because it there was there was a bunch of little tears that have come yeah. along the way. And at the design center, I found, oh my God, that stuff's so expensive. But I have thought about this is like people are like, you should reupholster it. And I'm like, no, these cushions are staying exactly the way they are. But what I do want to do is I want to get new cushions made inside for inside. just so we could use it. Yeah. You know, and then that way, but it doesn't take so away from the original cushions. Right. And the original ones, I'm thinking about putting those away because, yeah, think about how many people's DNA is on that. I wish we had talked about this before we sat on it and did so many podcasts because I probably would have maybe put like a seat protector down it. Toilet protector. It's okay. D- people's DNA is all over you your know. ass now. So pa- whatever parents were wearing that day. Right? It yeah. makes me know that Victoria's DNA is on there. It, it mine and someone else's. So anyways, um, <laughs> no, we're not going to share on that now, are we? No, 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 no. We can give him the benefit. Um, or her. No, it's joking. Oh. Uh, so- <laughs> no, it's joking. We took a turn. Yeah, no. So, so, so Julie, you, because you've been, you know, an actress for so long at the Playboy Mansion, you've, you know so many celebrities. I, I would always be, you always knew everybody that came up. I mean, George Clooney, you know, would come up to you and be like, hey, hey, and uh, Drew Carey and Jim Carey. And I mean, there, it just went on and on and on. What were some celebrities that you maybe you met at the mansion that you didn't already know that you were starstruck by, if that's possible? Oh my God, that is such a good question, but guess what we got to do? Ugh. We got to go to break. <laughs> so, Julie, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back, and you're about to dish it all out. All right? We are Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. Ever wish you could talk to Playmate and Rogue Bunny, Ava Fabian, one-on-one? We're introducing an exciting new collaboration with VelvetRope.com to make your dreams a reality. You can chat about current events, her many adventures with Playboy, or whatever your heart desires. Just keep it classy. Want more details? Visit avafabian.velvetrope.com. 
She can't wait to talk to you. And the mayhem continues. Welcome to the metaverse. All right. So, Victoria, you were just you were just asking Julie yeah. straight out. like, Well, you know so many celebrities. You already knew a bunch of celebrities. You, you're in that network or whatever. But was there any celebrities that you met up at the mansion that you were starstruck by? That you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting this person that was so memorable. I was so starstruck by some of the writers and the artists that were there. That was my big thing. Um, one of my very first morning, the very first morning ever being at the Playboy Mansion, ever. I get up, I go to the main house, and we stayed out in these little cabins. And when we flew in to, to shoot, and I was there to shoot a Playboy cover. This was in October of 1984. And so I was there to shoot the cover, and I walk into the main house at breakfast room. At the head of the breakfast room table, was sitting Leroy Neiman. Oh, yes. And at home in Texas at the time, my back then my boyfriend had a painting, a Leroy Neiman painting, and it was of Joe Namath. And Joe Namath was like my big idol. He was my huge idol. So we had that painting hanging above our fireplace. And I walked in and I'm looking at Leroy Neiman. I was awestruck. And I'm like, oh, you're like my name is. <laughs> he has a long handlebar mustache. And, and I was like, and he's like, oh, yes, Jared. You're so young. I am surprised you know who I am. And I was like, I have one of your paintings hanging above my fireplace in Texas right now. And he's like, which one? I think it's up Joe I was so awestruck. And then, uh, of course, you know, because he wrote every one of those amazing books, you know, where the sidewalks ends. The Giving Tree. Oh, I know where you're going. Shel Silverstein. Shel Silverstein. Shel Silverstein was one of Hef's best friends, and he was up there. And so getting to see him and meet him and eat him hanging around the front. I mean, Hef said, Hef had amazing friends. I mean, just extraordinary artists and writers. And those were the people that I was really, really super awestruck by. That he, the quality of friends he had was just extraordinary. In, in, you know, modern generation for art and music and, and writing, he just had extraordinary friends that we were fortunate enough to, to get to meet. You know, what's interesting about Shel Silverstein is that he wrote children's books, famous for children's books. And then he also wrote for a nude magazine, an adult content magazine. No one ever said a word. No one canceled him. No one was like, oh, wait, we can't oh, yeah, read this. No we can't read this children's that. book because he's writing for Playboy magazine. He wrote songs. He wrote the Johnny Cash song. Yeah. No. What? He wrote what? He wrote a boy named Sue for Johnny Cash. He wrote a boy named Sue, the Johnny Cash song. Yeah, I did yeah. that. Wow. There was actually, I can remember, speaking of Shel Silverstein, going up into the offices, and if you were to look right to the right, there was an actual cartoon with poetry from Shel Silverstein that he wrote just for the boss. Oh, that was, was sold like in the really auction. Cool. Yeah, it was right there on the right. It was really Whoa. awesome. I was always pissed off that I never had him sign a book for like, you know, my nephew or niece. I just didn't think about it. A lot of the butlers did. Mary and, Mary had books and, signed by him and oh, I... Damn it! Then they know? disappeared. I wanted those books so bad. Yeah. Because yeah. I was around so many of the people. I didn't have, have signed things or Harley or, or Shell or any of us really good friends or Leroy Name. It's like, because I was around them all the time, I, and they were there, I just didn't, I don't know. Think about it, well, yeah. yeah. think about it. I mean, you're seeing them there all the time. I am lucky, and I don't even know where it is. I think it got lost. Do you remember when we did, uh, Playboy did 
I don't remember what it was for, but it was, it was around like the 2000 era and it was in downtown LA and they brought out all this cool stuff. They even put his round bed out there. Anyway, Leroy Neiman was there signing cards. Like he had this one little cartoon that he had made. It signed cards. And I don't even know where that stuff is at. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty cool. That was iconic show. Yeah. Gallery showing there in Beverly Hills. Yep. I went to that with Hef. Yeah, he did. Um, for for years, he was doing artwork on menus. Oh yes, yes. And so he put out a book of all the different menus and all his artwork on the menus. And I got him to autograph that, so I have that. And I have one of the Playboy cigar boxes with his autograph on it. And Hef gave me a bunch of books, you know, that he autographed to me. So I have those kinds of things autographed that he gave to me at Christmas or on birthdays and things like that. And I have a beautiful piece of artwork that Hef gave me that uh, was a, by the artist Todd White in Texas. And Todd gave it to Hef on one of his birthdays. And Hef knew how much I loved that painting. So Mary calls me up one day and, and she's like, you know that painting you love so much that by Todd White? And I said, yes. I said, that's the coolest painting. She says, well, Hef doesn't have room for it right now. And he wants to know if, if you want it. And I'm like, yes. He said, come get it. Otherwise, you know, it might be going into storage. And so thank God I did because I have that painting now. It, it's amazing. Where we are right now, we have a, there's one right in the next room of the same artist that just got put up and, in this house. And we also have a Leroy Neiman. We actually have two Leroy Oh. Neimans. Oh wow! They're right here. It's 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 a trip for me. And and we have a Picasso that's up. So I always flash back to the Mediterranean room because remember in the Mediterranean room he would have up the Picassos. Yeah. And I and I remember at one time I told Hank I go I'm kind of freaking out because the sun comes in. Yeah. And we better do something to protect them. So they ended up putting protective glass. But oh, okay. I was worried that like they would eventually start fading. And it's like these are real drawings from freaking Picasso. I know we can go on and on, and I don't. I know we have so many more stories, but we're actually going to have to wrap this show up. So sorry for everyone listening. We are. You're going to have to listen next week to, as we continue on. You are listening to Rogue Bunnies Mayhem, and the mayhem continues. Hey, Mayhem Familia! Don't forget to click like and subscribe, and tell all your friends. Also, visit us at rbmayhemshow.com. That's R-B-M-A-Y-H-E-M-show.com. And I want to give a special thanks to Dapper Labs, Flow, Gig Labs, and also Flow Score. And the Mayhem continues!